Thanks for listening to Middle Aged and Mediocre. I'm Cash. I'm Joel. And uh, we are a podcast about all things strange and unusual, death, UFOs, and other creepy, Cults. weird, random shows. There you go. Yeah. Not uh, just naming things in the room. Oh my god. There's a cult of ghosts. last week, but Cupid's little naked ass is still flying around chucking arrows into people and spreading love into us all. With that vibe in mind, our story this week is a love story going horribly, horribly wrong. Also, maybe we can blame the insane clown posse for it. Ooh. We will get into that and so much more. Thank you for once again listening to Middle-Aged and Mediocre. As always, I am Cash, and I am here with a guy dressed up just like Cupid today, my co-host, that's Joel. Juggalo Joel. Juggalo Joel. First off, <laughs> I hope this ain't about the fam. I like your little diaper and sash that you're wearing today. <laughs> yep. It's a good look. Thanks. It's a good look. It's about, yeah, it's about the fam. I've had it on since last Sunday when we were supposed to record. Fam Ali. We were supposed to record last Sunday on Valentine's Day. Yeah. And I've been dressed up like this ever since. Well, I mean, you're you dedicated. You canceled. I've you're dedicated sad. to the bit, so <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks so much to Smarsh. For the new intro you heard yeah. there, uh-huh. uh, I spent two days telling him that I uh, loved how it sounded, and while also then telling him to make changes. Yeah. Uh, so he, but he, I love it. But he probably wanted to kill me at a certain point. But uh, I, I, I do. I, I liked it the whole way. I just always wanted little tweaks. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have something in mind. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, that dude is more than just a friend of the show. I would say he's the show's. Uh, BFF yeah. at this point. Marsh, Marsh. Smarsh. So you guys can go check him out on Twitter at ThePyroSteve. Uh, he's over there dropping beats on boats and making all sorts of electronic notes. <laughs> I wrote that. <laughs> For him. You can use that, Smarsh. Yeah. That's my gift back to Aww. you. I, I made you a Twitter bio. Say it again. Uh, he's dropping beats on boats and making all sorts of electronic notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. If we ever do a live episode, uh-huh. it would be we could have a actual like a we boat? could just have a DJ. Oh yeah. If we could do a live episode on the boat with him as our DJ, that'd be a fun episode. But he's also got like work on the boat. I don't think that's true. Okay. I mean, not if there's a not if there's a podcast being recorded, yeah. right? You gotta yeah. them's boat rules. <laughs> if there's a podcast, I don't know many boat rules. being recorded on a boat. You cannot work on that boat. That's maritime law. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there were any laws. That's the one. Okay. There's one. Right. They had to put it in place with podcast. podcast law. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> we're big boat guys. <laughs> How many boats have you been on in your life? A uh, good, good amount. Good, good amount of boats? Amount, yeah. Uh, you ever been on I a... Mean, we uh, live by the high river, so... Man, what does that mean? I've been on boats. You ever been on a, uh, on a riverboat casino? Like no, a, no. That's fun. Like when it like was parked or whatever. Oh, okay. Is it parked? Do they park them? Uh, sure. Dock them. When it was dock them. Yeah. yeah. See, I know shit. <laughs> there you go. They dock them. My dad's had boats. John boats. John boat. Yeah. Pontoon little, little boats. Yep. Little, little dinghies. Pontoon boats. I've been on those. Been on some speed boats. You know. You were an experienced boater. Yep. I was on a boat out in the middle of the ocean where it was lit. Like we, it was gambling and like there were no laws. I don't think. I don't oh, know how that worked. See, I but wouldn't like to be out. We drank for free. Could you see the shore from where you were? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't that impressive. 
It was just like, this is the bare minimum. Like, they took us out. It was in Florida. They took out just far enough. They were like, all right, you can drink for free. I don't know if that's why they did it or not, but we drank shitty uh, watered-down liquor and played, like, nickel slots for... Sweet. It was something. Uh, Way to brag. Yeah, well... (laughs) High roller. I don't got a whole lot to brag about, but... High roller. That was a highlight of my life. So what's going on, man? Yeah, like you said, we were supposed to record last week. It didn't happen. Nope. So uh, we've... Here we are. I haven't seen you in a couple weeks, it's so... It's been all snowy and cold. Yeah. Uh, yeah we're in West I've Virginia. i just about every night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Pictures? Hidden camera. That you've... Oh, hidden camera. <laughs> in all the right. room. All right. I see it. <laughs> That's almost going to burn this house down. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is just snow and... Uh, it's cold. Cold ugliness. Blech. Yeah, I'm I'm done with this uh-huh. with this weather. Yeah, for a while. Like it's so. cool, like when like Christmas is coming, you know, or like it's just been Christmas, but it's like fuck, man, it's February. Yeah, Can we just like not. As soon as Christmas is gone, it's just like yeah. all right, enough of this shit. Bring out the sun. Uh, so I wanted to. I had a sit. I I witnessed a situation the other day that would have absolutely driven you mad. Okay. And I think. I think if you were with me when it happened, or if you were like in the presence of this situation, uh-huh. I you might have you might have tried to fight somebody. <laughs> Can I guess what it's about? Yeah. Is it the merging lane? It is. Oh, yep. you motherfucker! It wasn't me. I okay. didn't. I didn't. I wasn't doing anything. Uh-huh. I was just driving home, uh, and this. Uh, so I'm not gonna name streets and shit because you guys, if you're not from here, you don't yeah. know what the fuck we're talking about. But like. Uh, as I'm just driving in my in my lane, I'm supposed to be in. This girl wants to turn across the road, uh-huh. so she just stops. She doesn't use the the turning lane like I would. Yeah, like where I would just pull in the turning lane yeah. and turn. She just stops in her lane that she's in. In hits the her, driving hits lane. her signal in the driving lane. Yeah, hits her signal because she doesn't want to pull into that uh-huh. turning lane. You know, so she stops in the driving lane, turns, hits the s- signal. The guy behind her is in this big truck. And he just starts laying on the floor. Oh. Puts his arm out the window, flips her off, oh. he's screaming at her. And all I could think the whole time was, Joe would have went and fought that man for that girl's honor. Because <laughs> that girl's following the law as far as Joel sees it. Well, she can turn from that middle lane. So you do use the middle lane for turning. That's what it's for. It's not a merging lane. It's a turning lane. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you hated that. Well, she can, like, if that's what she's supposed to do is go over in the turning lane to turn left. I thought you hated people using it for anything other than, oh, so you don't like people. I don't like people that merge from there. Well, they'll just, like, pull out and they just wait in there until they can merge over the rest of the way. Oh, okay. You just don't get me. I don't get you at all. I'm glad we can't merge. I do the merging thing, too, though. Ooh. Yeah, I do that a lot. I don't, like, I don't appreciate that. You have to up here, off the top of my hill. It's the only way just to get the fuck patient. out of here. Just be patient. It just scares the shit out of me when I'm driving and like <laughs> someone's like turning left out of the street and they look like they're just like gonna turn right into me and then they're just like stopping that little middle lane and they're just waiting until they gotta, can get over the rest of the way. You just gotta slow down a little bit and be cautious, buddy. It's a turning lane, man. <laughs> okay, so I guess you <laughs> wouldn't have fought this guy. So I told this guy. I would have been mad at that girl. I was like, well, I, told I wouldn't the- have like honked and flipped her off and been immediately. But I would have been in my car. I'm like, really? Really? You up? You're not going to turn the lane? Okay. Well, I told the guy what your name was and where you lived. And okay. That you wanted to fight him for this. So Keith? Yeah, he stopped there last <laughs> night. Man, Keith's a good guy. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are buds now. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that was a pointless story then. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I apparently didn't know what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. This is why we should prepare. Yeah, yesterday I was driving, and uh, someone pulled out left, you know. And there's no traffic anywhere. And they pulled into the turning lane and just drove in that for a little bit. And then just, like, got over all the way. Okay, no, that's... Like, I'd already gotten out into my regular lane. Yeah. And then, like, he, like, got, like, pretty much, like, kind of cut me off from that lane. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, no, I'm against that. Yeah. And I also hate the people that get over in the turning lane way too early. Yeah. Uh, like, it's a real problem right up here next so to like, my house. Yeah, like, you're going to get there, but you're waiting like a regular person. Well, they have the, like, the lines are painted yeah. to where you... Yeah. Can, it opens up. The worst place for that is leaving the mall and turning left up Lakeview. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a bad place yeah. for that. Oh, traffic. <laughs> <laughs> well, this podcast is now just a tra- live traffic updates. <laughs> We're just going to drive around and give you guys the live updates on turning lanes. Avoid Josh's hill if That possible. is a fact. Yeah, do not come down my hill. It is a bad place <laughs> to be. All right, so <laughs> anything else been going on other than people in merging lanes <laughs> i think that's about it did you have a good night with yourself on valentine's day <laughs> it was a just it was like any other night i probably listen to records and play video games i have all the blink studio albums now you do yep you do <laughs> yeah you've proven it somehow still you know don't feel quite fulfilled but just keep at it <laughs> Keep at it. Now you got to get the boxcar racer. Yeah. Uh, plus 44. Greatest hits. Li- I, pl- I have plus 44. Okay. So check yourself. I, I always rack myself. <laughs> I'd like to get the greatest hits on vinyl. I have their live vinyl. We all like things. Yeah. <laughs> we all like things. <laughs> yeah, you do. You are a. Uh, I'd say you're Blink's number one fan. Yeah. No, I'd say that. Okay. But you know. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> okay. So. You want to get in the story? Yes. All right, let's get in the story. You said it was either going to be murder or paranora, paranorma. Paranora. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do some panorama talk today. I'm just glad it's murder. It's is murder. What I wanted to say. It's murder. Well, you, you never, never asked me. My you never replied. Is always murder. You never even replied. Like, you never sent back a, like. The, well, oh, I know. Maybe I it should be to. this. Cause I, I, I kept... meant to. Because then I went to text you today asking if you wanted a monster. And I was like, oh yeah, he asked me. If I, I got thinking. Those. I was like, I'll, I'll wait for Joel to kind of chime in, <laughs> and like I'll use that as like a way to like lever or weigh out what we should do. Yeah. I made the choice though. I think that's I, the I, choice. I wanted you to make the choice. We're going with murder. I'm glad you. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. All right. So. Today, we are talking about the Farmville murders. Okay. And uh, when I first heard about this, I thought it meant like that Facebook game that was called Farmville. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was not at all surprised to find out that that had led to murder, Uh, but that is not what we're actually talking about. Okay. We are talking about a small town in Virginia named Farmville. Uh, It's about 60 miles west of Richmond. Uh, Like I said, it's a small town. Before the events. So it's west. Western Virginia. It's Western Virginia. Okay. Not West Virginia. <laughs> we are a separate state. We're our own state. <laughs> I unzipped you. I opened you up. Um, I honestly don't care as much as some people I do. Know, yeah. Some people get really upset. Like if about someone's it. that fucking stupid, <laughs> you know, like yeah. who cares? Yeah. Um. Yeah. They got a lot more issues. They got a lot more <laughs> things to deal with than me being mad at them for not knowing their state. Yeah, they're failing at life. <laughs> uh, they I don't know much, but I, I like graceful. I know the states. Uh, before the events that we're about to get into today, before those took place, Farmville's biggest claim to fame is that it's the home of the 10th oldest college in the United States. 
old Hampton Sydney College. Old Hampton Sydney. Go Hamps. Are they the Hamps? I don't know what they are. Uh, their private men's liberal arts college that was founded in 1775 and was attended by the ninth president of the United States, who was, of course, Lyndon Johnson. William Henry Harrison. Fuck! <laughs> who some say was actually a better president than Donald Trump. I don't know. <laughs> it's what people say. Uh, so, in late 2008, uh, maybe early 2009, Richard Samuel McCroskey, 20-year-old, he's living in California, he meets 16-year-old Emma Niederbrock online. And they begin talking because they are both very much into the horrorcore scene. Ooh. Uh, really? Really. Richard was actually an aspiring horrorcore rapper who performed under the name Psycho Sam. Spelled S-Y-K-O Sam. Now, Joel, wrong. give me your top five horrorcore artists. <laughs> Go. Well, Psycho Sam <laughs> falls out of the top five, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> um... Bizarre Brad is probably number okay, one. Okay, Bizarre, Bizarre Brad. Honestly, good. after Bizarre Brad, they're you don't all know just, anymore. Yeah, so they're all at the same level. What do you know about the horrorcore genre? <laughs> um, not a lot. Not a lot. I, I mean, I know of its existence. Okay, you know. So it's a subgenre of hip hop. It's like Freddy Krueger rapping. Kinda. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's horror themed. Uh huh. Um, a lot of um exaggerated violence. Uh, a lot of like dark themes, supernatural, uh, like religious type, like satanic uh. stuff like that, imagery, that kind of stuff. Uh, kind of surprising though. Like, so I I googled horrorcore artists. Um, I was I'm a little familiar with it. Uh huh. Not very much. I it turns out I kind of am more familiar with it than I thought. I've have heard some of these. Yeah, you have. Okay. So, and if anybody out there listening to this is like a big horrorcore fan, and these aren't what you would. This is what Google said. Yeah. So fuck off. Uh, I'm sure there's like. We sound- respect you and what you like to listen to, but fuck off. I'm sure there's SoundCloud artists out there that you guys are like, no, that's horrorcore. Yeah. Anyways, we're too old for SoundCloud. So if you Google horrorcore artists, middle aged, here's some that pop up. Uh, Insane Clown Posse. Yeah. Uh, Eminem. ICP. Yes, ICP. Eminem. Uh, I can see Eminem. I mean, he raps some pretty dark shit, especially at the beginning. Yeah. Like his first, you know. Um. Uh, the Ghetto Boys. The Ghetto Boys, sure. Yeah. Uh, Twisted. I don't... I, nope. Twisted was a... Uh, Twisted? Twisted. Twisted. T-W-I-Z-T-I-D. All right. They were a part of uh, Psychopathic Records, ICP's label. All right. I know about them because of that dude Dustin I used to hang out with. Uh-huh. So I know all... I'm all about the family. Twisted. Did the they Juggalo paint, life. Did they paint their face? They did. Oh, okay. They did. Uh, Tech Nine. Tech Nine. Big fan of Tech Nine, actually. Yeah. Uh, Three Six Mafia. Heard of them. Uh, Flatliners with a Z. A lot of Zs. It's a good movie. They made a sequel. (laughs) Uh, Not as good, I don't think. (laughs) Was it? Uh, Blaze, You Dead Homie. Ellen Page. Elliot Page is in it. Okay. You're just going to keep talking about (laughs) things. Uh, Hobson. uh, Tyler, the Creator. These are all... Some of these guys I've heard of, some I haven't. Yeah. Uh, A lot of them... Uh, I kind of listened to some. Uh, I listened to a horrorcore playlist last night on Spotify. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, uh huh. Kind of. You never know if the track changed or not. Yeah. You're just kind of like, I think this is the same song I've been listening to for the last like, three hours. Rapping about like killing and murder just, and it's, like just yeah. darkness shit. Like, like again, I like Tech Nine a lot. Uh huh. Yeah. So you know. Anyways, that's horrorcore for you. Yeah. Um, 
you're I know you're gonna be by next week you're gonna come in here, you're gonna I'm gonna go home listen to some League One A too. You're gonna be wearing your Jenkos. <laughs> yeah. Your big jeans. With Have your my chains. chains. <laughs> Get yeah. like caught in the door. Like, I can't come in all the way. <laughs> all you're right. like, just stop fighting for a second, Joe. <laughs> I'm flailing my arms. What would your horror core name be? Oh man. I'm trying. Like, does it I, I mean, mine would probably just be something simple like Killer Cash. Killer Cash, yeah. Like, I'd be like, sad boy. Well, you said Juggalo Joel earlier. Juggalo Joel. Who's going to go Juggalo Joel? JJ. JJ. <laughs> Spell J-A-Y-J-A-Y for some reason. Yeah, yeah. All, All right. right. So at some point, uh, Richard, Psycho Sam. Psycho Sam. Uh, Sammy Psycho, whatever his name is. He gets the idea that him and Emma are in, like, a relationship. And they're it's kind talking of. talking online and stuff. They, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're just talking online. He's in California. She's in Virginia. <laughs> So, uh, it's kind of unknown whether or not she ever quite felt the same, uh-huh. but she was into him. Like, they talked a lot. Yeah. Um, she might have dug him while they talked online. She might have been as into him as she was as he was into her, um, but he also probably presented himself as, like, a completely different person. On the internet? <laughs> On people the internet. don't do that. Uh, he was described by his sister as a meek and humble boy with low self-esteem. Um, My sister said that about me? Yeah. <laughs> Man, that you projected that one on yourself, <laughs> bud. <laughs> Come on, sis. Uh, so it's likely he was drawn to the horrorcore scene because it was dangerous and like let him live. Reinvent in this, yourself. Let him live in this fantasy yeah. world where he was intimidating, and so you I know get that he's an aspiring or like horrorcore artist. So he's probably yeah. acting like he's about that life. Yeah. Uh, turns out he was. Uh, in September two thousand nine, after they've been talking for about a year. They decide it's time to meet well, up. I have a girlfriend. She lives in Virginia. We talk every day. I don't know. It's like West Virginia or East Virginia. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of the Virginias. Oh, it sucks. You're so far away. Why, why does he talk like Pedro? I don't know. <laughs> uh, He's psycho. So, yeah, September 2009, they decide to meet in person. And they decide that they are going to get together and go to the Strictly Hot for the- Topic. Kinda. It's just this is like Hot Topics, uh, 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 Woodstock. Okay. Strictly for the wicked. It's the Strictly for the Wicked festival. Oh, do they check your wickedness at the door? I would assume it they're would like you have to kill this puppy before like, you come. No, 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 no. This is strictly for the wicked. Yeah, kill this puppy or fucking bounce. And you're like, I brought seven dead puppies. Then you go to though. They're like, don't actually kill the puppy, yeah. Jesus. I do not condone killing puppies. No, I don't fucking condone it at no. all. This I show, joke, I joke about this it. This show is anti-dead yes. puppy. Yes. Kill a human first. Yes, you can joke about anything. Yeah. But don't really kill puppies. I'll I'll kill you. Oh, yep. And then we'll do an episode about it. That's wicked. You're in, sir. <laughs> I'm in. That was <laughs> test. I'm in. Strictly for the wicked. Uh, I'm gonna put that above my bedroom. <laughs> How do you? I can't believe they actually spell it right. When I put it above my bed, I'm not gonna spell it right. No, it'll be like um, W I K E D. It's like S White. It'll be like S T R I K L O Y. Strictly. Number four. Duh. Duh. W I K I D. So yeah, this is in Michigan, and they they decide this is gonna be the perfect place for them to begin the next stage. Of their relationship. Sure, let's meet up. Yeah, so 16-year-old Emma Niederbrock, uh, she was described as a beautiful, sweet, and smart young woman. Uh, she had left public school while she was in middle school so she could be uh, homeschooled. Uh-huh. 
she dreamed of becoming a fashion designer, uh, modeled her creations often to her family. She thought of herself as a uh, goth. She wore black, dyed her hair bright pink, took up the name uh, Ragdoll online. She was active in the online horrorcore community, uh, like the discussion forums and things like that. She uh-huh. posted regular, regularly on her MySpace account. Ooh, MySpace. So we're going back to this was like I kinda, never had this was kind of late in the day MySpace too. Yeah. Like 2009. That was kind of late in MySpace's life. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. That was like a tail end. Uh, some of the last messages she posted on her Facebook were actually an- in anticipation. MySpace or was it or MySpace? Too? I'm sorry, in on MySpace were in anticipation of uh, Richard's arrival. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think 2009. I'm pretty sure like Facebook would have just been starting. Uh-huh. MySpace was kind of falling off. I think I don't know. That's a long time ago. Um, Emma's mom, Dr. Deborah Kelly, was a 53-year-old associate professor of sociology and criminal justice at Longwood University. Uh, Her father, Mark Niederbrock, was a pastor at Walker's Presbyterian Church, had been for the past six years. He was a graduate of the University of Illinois, uh, and before he entered the ministry, he worked as a graphic designer. So, doctor, a preacher. So they were both very open-minded, though. Uh-huh. Uh, they were very tolerant. They didn't want to come off as being too protective, uh, because in their mind, uh, young people should be able to like explore other cultures and have yeah. experiences. Yeah, just dyeing her hair, dressing a little yeah. differently. So you know, they thought that even though maybe not everyone would approve of what she does or how, she, whatever, that they didn't want to stifle her creativity yeah. or all Sometimes, that. Sometimes, like you stifle it, and she's gonna rebel. And it just makes it worse. Yeah, oh, way worse. Yeah. So. Like, even though they're pretty iffy about this whole thing with the 20-year-old, you know, Oh, the Richard, Psycho Sam's 20. Yeah, he's 20. Okay. So they're pretty iffy about this whole thing. Oh, sure. But they decide that... Especially when you think they've been talking for a year, so she was like 15 while he was 19. Right. Like, I don't know exactly, you know, it's about a year, so yeah. you don't know exactly how old everybody was during this, but at this point, 20 and 16. Yeah. So uh, they decide that they're going to let this happen. They're going to let the meetup happen. But they do decide that they're going to they're going to take Richard and Emma to the concert. Uh-huh. And with uh and along with Have fun being wicked kids. We would go in, but you know, <laughs> strictly for the wicked. Strictly for the wicked. Uh they and along with uh them, Emma's best friend Melanie is gonna go. Alright. And she's from West Virginia. So she's gonna come up, you know, uh, or go over whatever over, it is. Yeah. So whatever it is. Yeah, like I'm sure that they Debated this a lot, but uh-huh. again, they didn't want to make her rebel. Sure, and there's going to be the group, it sounds like, now mm-hmm. the best friend. And, and they're going to go take her. They're going to, yeah. w- I don't know if they're going to wait. I don't know if they're going to go hang out in Michigan somewhere, come yeah. back, and whatever it is. So they're in the final, but Deborah and Mark at this point are in the final stages of their divorce. Uh, but they still wanted to do things as a family, oh, you know, good. keep her happy, stuff like that. So they felt like by being a part of this trip, They'd have both the ability to let her meet up with someone older than her and kind of have this experience, yeah. while at the same time be able to protect her. Yeah. So it was like a win-win. It's hard being a parent. <sighs> hard out here for the parents. Yep. Uh, Emma's friend Melanie Wells was 18. She was born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky, but had moved with her family to West Virginia when she was in high school. Uh, the family had made the decision to allow her to complete her high school diploma at home because the move was a really big adjustment for her, and she had trouble with it. Sure. So she was described West as... West Virginia, man. 
It's, It'll change you. Sometimes, you know, it, it doesn't take a first. <laughs> <laughs> You're, I mean, it's the only place I've been, kind of. Yeah. I mean, I've been all over the place, but yeah. the only place I've ever really lived. All right, calm down, Johnny Cash. I've been everywhere, <laughs> man. Uh, she was described as a sweet and friendly girl who loved he music. Parkersburg in that song. Mm, does he? I don't know. I don't think he does. Okay. <laughs> he might. I don't think he does. Yours uh, making up shit. You might be right, though. Now I gotta go. I really want to go check. Uh, <laughs> well, let's get this. She was a sweet, sweet and friendly girl who believed, who loved music. Uh, she had met Emma online as well through, I'm assuming, like these horrorcore. Because yeah. she's vampire into that. She was really into that. Wasn't too. there like a vampire? Vampire like, freaks. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I was never part of that, but I would go and look at like. I saw it. Ad- like there the was always like a little advertisements for it uh-huh. on different like MySpace stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, she was super into horrorcore too. So, you know, this is like a pretty good little group of people to go to this. Uh-huh. So, uh, they're on their way to and it's a fam. It's a fam. Yeah. Ali. Yeah. Uh, I'll never forget. I went and did a wrestling show at a bar in Huntington that was a, uh, it was ran by JV insanity uh-huh. and he's big into ICP and you know, all that stuff. And it was like, a. does he know about Jackalow Joe? I'm sure. I'm sure you're not the only <laughs> Juggalo troll out there. Uh, so it was like a it was like an ICP show. Uh-huh. It was like a Juggalo show. This was themed, whatever you know. And I just remember like every match there were like because a lot of those dudes that wrestled in Huntington are in that scene. Yeah, the ICP and Juggalo, whatever. So like almost every match had like one like Juggalo wrestler against somebody else. You know, non Juggalo, non Juggalo, whatever as we call them. The NJs. Yeah, the NJs. <laughs> And uh, I just remember in the, being in the back, and then in my match, you're in the NJ locker room. Yeah, <laughs> I just remember being in just every match, like when the Juggalo face would go out, uh-huh. every, they were always a face no matter what. You just hear the whole crowd, family, <laughs> and it was every fucking. And I was like, you got like they have no other chance, huh? <laughs> but it was a fun show. Like those those Juggalos are rowdy. I bet you enjoyed. I loved it. Being a heel, and, so yeah. good, so good. There was a the weirdest part about the whole thing was. Uh, we got there kind of early. It was at a bar. And we got there kind of early. Nobody was really in there. I went over to the bar, ordered a drink. And as I turn around, I see in the front row, the, the only person sitting in any seats was this old guy. Like 60, 70 years old. Uh-huh. And I was like, he just must be hanging out here. Because he had a drink. Yeah. I was like, he just must be hanging out. He like, doesn't even probably, he probably doesn't even know wrestling. what's going on. Yeah. I go after my match. He's in the front row. He is so, and he's shading family. <laughs> Like, I don't know if he even knew what it was about. <laughs> he just missed his family. It was great, though. Yeah, he's like, I do love family. <laughs> oh, buddy, I'm sorry. It was a fun show, though. Uh, So they're going to be heading that way to this concert soon. Uh, so while they're doing that, we are going to take an ad break. We are? We are. All right. Because I always forget to do them. Me too. And then I have to jam it in there. I was about to say it right before you did. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're on the same page here. So let's take an ad break, and uh, we will be right back after that. All right. So uh, we are, let me see. Richard here is arriving at the Richmond Airport. Uh-huh. Airport. 20-year-old Richard. Psycho Sam. September 6th, 2009. And Emma Emma and her mom uh, pick him up. As soon as Emma sees him for the first time in person, if she was digging at him, digging him like he was her, Uh uh, that pretty much goes away immediately. 
Um, you don't say. She was nervous on the way to get him, but she was also really, really excited about it. As soon as they met, though, like the excitement clearly faded. Because he's a meek little fella. That's um, what his sister said. She started like she was very. She was immediately uninterested. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Acting very aloof towards him. Oh. She just like her entire personality changed, and it she wasn't just, into him. It wasn't attractive, probably. But like it was apparently like just almost immediately. Yeah. So, uh, she supposedly would tell Melanie soon after when they got everybody got back together that he wasn't nearly as cool or tough as he'd seemed online. And that she didn't find him as attractive as she thought she would. So, uh, you know, who knows if who knows how much of this is all true though. Uh-huh. So, because spoiler alert, uh, we don't really ever get to hear her side of things. Yeah. So, uh, you know, this is just kind of going off of uh, what people have put together. So, but reportedly, yeah, they meet up. She immediately kind of is cold towards him, and this there's not. There's not a connection. She might have been texting Melody, too. I mean, maybe... Yeah. Yeah. So, here's the real kicker, though. So, he flies in. They pick him up on the 6th, right? Yeah. They don't go to this festival until the 12th. What? So, he shows up (laughs) expecting sparks to fly and birds to sing and heaven's angels to come and lift him and Emma up into this heavenly bliss, right? like six days of plowing. Right. I mean, he's I mean, a horror. Right, what he's thinking? He's a horrorcore kid, though. So, like, take everything I just said about heaven and like, yeah. make the devil and uh-huh. spooky. Satan and uh, but he had these expectations, sure, and they didn't happen. Expectations so, will get you every that's time. That's just like sorrow juice. Like you can't. It is. It is. <laughs> you can't. Mm-mm. You can't. Goes down Don't rough. Have him. Uh, so that nah, he's got to be a real psycho to have him. Sam, uh, he's just sitting, and you should probably spell it right. Uh, but so he's just like sitting there thousands of miles away from his home, uh-huh. um, with these two girls that are basically strangers to him. And by some accounts, like they're kind of like, uh, not shitty to him, but like they kind of make remarks and like laugh to themselves. Yeah. Like 16 year old girls yeah, would, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it wasn't like a romantic thing right. that he wanted. So yeah, for like six days, uh, it's Which, again, fuck what he wants, So I mean, if she's not into it, then right, yeah, yeah, get yeah. over yourself, fucking... It's just, I, so I got myself into a situation somewhat like this. Yeah. Uh, it was only one day slash night, and it didn't involve ICP or murder, so I can't <laughs> I can't really relate. But it was like a girl that you knew on the, from the internet. That and then we met, and there was just like, like there was all this like connection and chemistry between us like online, but yeah. then once we met, it was just yeah. kind of like nothing so it was just awkward as shit. So I can't imagine like six, six days, days of that. Yeah. Especially like I was, I mean, this was only a few years ago. So it's like. Probably, I can't imagine him having a lot of money if he's a horrorcore right. rapper. So, you know, again, I'm not trying so, I mean, to like. He's probably stuck there. He's like, he can go get a hotel room. Exactly. He have a so car. he's in this house. Yeah. And I'm not trying to like make it like set the scene for like feel sorry for him. or like, Sure, sure. But this is what's happening. Like he's yeah. in this house. Basically people he doesn't know. Uh-huh. Things are not going the way he thinks they're going to, and he's got six days of it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, on the 12th day, or on the 12th, <laughs> uh, they go to the music festival. And according to rumors, Emma wasn't giving Richard the time of day at the festival. She was very flirty with um, one of the band members uh-huh. and other people. Uh, she was supposedly texting. Living her best life. She was living her life, Oh, man. yeah. Get um, after it. She was a, she was like texting one of the band members the whole time, uh-huh. like whatever. 
And so he didn't. So Sammy Slyko, he didn't like this at all. No. Um, even after the whole six days of things not really being what he thought they were, he still kind of thought they were together, <laughs> and that this was going and to dude logic, and that this oh, was going to work out. God. Um, you I'm sure he kind of thought. Yeah, I'm sure he kind of thought this concert was going to turn it all around. Yep, yep. You yep, know what yep, I mean? Uh-huh. Like, no, now we're in our yeah, setting. Yeah, it's meant to be. Yeah. No, no, it's it's meant to be. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm sure at their concert, you know, he's just like raging inside yeah. the entire time. Probably just sitting there kind of, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, cause again, Psycho Sam's not who he is in real life. <laughs> like he's Richard McCroskey. Yeah. He's not Psycho Sam in real life. Um, so in real life, he's got no self-esteem. He's quiet. He's meek. So I imagine he's just like sulking while surrounded by this huge crowd of people. And they have no idea like that they're all around this, like, ticking time bomb. Yeah. Oh, so, time bomb. the concert comes and goes without incident, though. So, the concert, you know, yeah. other than things not going the way he wants yeah. them to, it happens. Everybody go like, they all go back to Emma's house. So, uh, that day, the day of the concert, or sometime right around that, uh, Melanie posts on her MySpace that she'll be back home in West Virginia on September 16th. Uh, the 16th arrives. The 16th arrives, but she doesn't. Oh. Um, and her family doesn't hear anything from her. Oh. So on the 16th, um, Melanie's dad, it's already, he's supposed to be heading up there to pick her up. So he uh-huh. goes ahead and leaves and heads to, they're in, he's in West Virginia. Virginia. So he's heading to Farmville. near Richmond, yeah, yeah. Uh, to pick Melanie up. No one answers the door, though. So he ends up hanging out around the house for like almost seven hours. Uh, he just, he can't get a hold of anybody, so he doesn't know if maybe they just left and went somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, so he doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to drive all the way back to West Virginia. Yeah. So he just kind of hangs out. So he hangs out for like seven hours. He keeps going up, knocking on the door. You know, no one comes to the door. Oh, so finally, like around midnight, he just, he goes home. He just heads back home. Yeah. So Melanie's mother, Kathleen, immediately begins calling, like, once she finds out this, she begins calling all of Melanie's friends. Um, she calls Emma's home over and over again. One of the friends she talks to is this guy. His name's Andres, I think. Um, and it sounds like it's kind of weird how she would even be able to find his number. But, like, he's a horrorcore kid. He, like, uh, runs a label where, like... Well, maybe, like, on his MySpace So, yeah, like, I get, like yeah, maybe... label number on it. So, like... She gets a hold of him, and he's kind of like, well, that's weird. Like, you know, they would, like, I haven't really heard anything from her either. Like, yeah. that is weird now that you mention it. Um, so he tries to call over. He can't get anybody to come to the phone or whatever. So Melanie, or uh, Kathleen, Melanie's mom, she keeps calling. Finally, Richard answers the phone at Emma's house. It's like and a Sam. It's like a Sam. And he just basically makes excuses as to why Melanie can't come to the phone. Like, he doesn't really have good excuses, but, you know, she's busy. She's... They're outside. They're she's chitting. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what the fuck she's thinking. Yeah. There. Um. So on se- September seventeenth, this is the day after, uh, Kathleen calls Mark, Emma's father, and asks him to go check on things. He says that he's actually headed over that way now. So as soon as he gets there, he'll you know make sure everything's okay and he'll call her back. Well, hours go by and she never hears back from him. So now she calls law enforcement. Yeah. So. Law enforcement go to the house, check things out. Richard meets them at the door, and when he meets them at the door, they ask, you know, what's going on? Is everybody okay? And he says, yeah, everyone's just out of the movies. Yeah, but the movies. They just went to the movies. Yeah. 
Toy Story 2. <laughs> so they have no reason not to believe him. So they just kind of like, all right, well, our job's done. Oh. <laughs> they take off. They all high five. And I do kind of find it weird that this is a small town. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess you think of, like, movies and TV shows. They always make small towns. Like, everyone knows everybody. Yeah. So, like, in, in a way, you know, I wonder if, like, these police, like, this is, like, a doctor. Like, she's out of college. Like, the, the mom. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd say the family should be pretty well known. And plus, just that the Melanie's there. And the fact that the mom hasn't heard from Melanie for probably close to a day now. If the yeah. dad went there and hasn't heard anything, he was there for seven hours, was there till midnight, drove home. This is the next day, probably, that she's calling and having people go over. And So I'd say, you know, as a police officer, like, I don't know why you wouldn't be a little bit more suspicious of, like, here's this around. guy I don't know. Yeah. Like, who are you? He, you, you don't own the house? The yeah. People own the house aren't here. They left you here alone? Yeah. But they they just kind of, okay, well, yeah. this all seems on the up and up. So they head out. He, if he's a meek little fucker. <laughs> so Kathleen, at this point now, just starts calling the house over and over again. Yeah. And old Psycho Sammy can't keep making excuses. He starts, like, tripping over his words. He's, like, he's not able to think of any excuses. Uh-huh. And... Finally, she's like, just call the police, tell them something's wrong. You know, like, if they're not there, they haven't came back from the movies or whatever, like, call the police, tell them something's wrong, get the police to check on it, you know, whatever. Yeah. I want I want to know where my daughter is. So he actually calls the police. Uh-huh. He waits about an hour, he calls the police, and he tells the police, I, this is so fucking weird, he tells the police that he's in this house by himself, uh-huh. and that he's hearing noises coming from the basement. So the police come over, go down to the basement, nothing there, no noises. So he's just like, well, I don't know what it was. Like, I thought I heard something. <laughs> I guess just in a house I really don't know. And, and they're just like, all right, well. It's just the house settling. Is what I, they, I was always told. So, a weird noise. so again, the police are just kind of like, all right, well, you know, nothing's here. So they leave. High fives. And I, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe he did this so he could, like, tell Kathleen Oh, yeah, I called the police. They were yeah, here. here. Everything's fine. Yeah. So, like, in his head, like, that would make her a quick calling. That's so weird. You know, I yeah. get, that's the only way I can think that he would. So, that same day, the 17th, around 3.30, um, the police, because Kathleen has just been calling them now uh-huh. over and over and over again, they go back to the house. This time when they get there, Richard doesn't come to the door. The door is wide open, and they can smell something awful. There's just a stench. Yeah. So, again, Richard's gone, but they find three dead bodies downstairs in a bedroom. Three dead bodies? Three dead bodies. So, with the stench giving them the probable cause to originally enter the home, Uh the bodies got them a search warrant. So, they get the search warrant, they head back into the house, and they find a fourth body upstairs. Uh, So, after identifying the bodies, they begin hunting for Richard, because he's not one of them. So who are the four bodies? So uh, the three bodies downstairs were Emma, uh, Melanie, and Emma's mom. And then the one upstairs was Emma's dad. Ah, who went to go check on things. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. So. Fucking Richard. It seemed as if Emma's mom, Emma, and Melanie were all murdered while in their beds. Mark had entered the home, and when he came to check on them, he was attacked from behind and killed. So, and at some point, Richard moves the bodies around. Uh-huh. So, he's in this house, Richard, with Emma, Melanie, and Emma's mom. Uh, he's been rejected. You know, 
things are not going the way he thought they were. Uh-huh. Uh, he's probably just been thinking about this shit constantly for the past, you know, the whole time he's been there, really. Yeah. Uh, the concert didn't work the way he thought it was going to work. So. Things just aren't going how he, how he planned. So, it, I don't know, you know, nobody really knows if he decided to kill everyone at some point, like, earlier in the, like, around the Yeah. You know, um, so, if he'd been planning it and just waited for them all to go to bed, or if everyone's in bed asleep, he's just laying there awake, and he's just running this all into in his head, and he just snaps. God. Really don't know which way that went. Uh, but after murdering everyone, apparently, he never changes clothes. He never showers. He just hangs out in this house. For th- three, we just heard a gunshot. I don't know what that was, actually. <clears throat> he just hangs out in this house uh, for like three days, and he reeked of death, apparently. So he killed them sometime on the 14th, uh, and then, like I said, just hung out until Mark showed up. And then it's really pretty unknown what he did in those three days. Yeah. Like, there's not a whole lot of details about how he spent that time. With dead bodies. Yeah. God. There is a, um, he did record a video at one point, like, in the house, uh-huh. where he says what he did, and that he knows it was wrong, and that he is considering killing himself, uh, and he eventually would say that he used a wood-splitting maul, which is like a axe yeah um like the blunt side of it because there's like the blunt side and then there's like the sharp side yeah he used the blunt side to kill everyone god and he said that he did that because he knew that it would be a quick death and that there would be a suffering is what he says so and also like he says at one point that um you know he really only wanted to kill emma the other three were just in the wrong place at the wrong time is what he so Fuck <laughs> so he leaves the house not too long after killing Mark and he takes Mark's car. Uh, Mark is Emma's dad. Yeah. Um, he ends up getting the car stuck after backing it into a ditch around four in the morning. A neighbor sees this and calls the police. Uh, they don't know that he's wanted though. Like, uh-huh. At this point, they have no idea who this kid is. Yeah. So the neighbor sees this happen, calls the police. Uh, the police show up and they just give him a ticket for not having a license. Um, but they didn't know who he was and. He says, like, uh, Mark, let me use his car, is what he says. He's yeah. like, yeah, he let me use it. Um, so, But they're going to impound it. So a tow truck, the tow truck driver that showed up to impound the car gives uh, Richard a ride. And he oh takes him and drops him off at a convenience store. And he smelled so bad. And... So at the convenience store, uh, Richard calls a taxi driver, and he takes a taxi to the Richmond International Airport uh, about an hour away from Farmville. So both the tow truck driver and the taxi driver would later tell police in their statements how awful Richard smelled. Uh, the taxi driver said that he had to roll down the windows because the stench was so overwhelming. Um, but he did. The taxi driver's name's Curtis Gibson. He also said that Richard spoke very calmly, never acted suspicious. Um, he kind of like talked about what was going on though. Yeah. And he said that Emma had become angry with him when she caught him going through her phone and accused him of invading her privacy. Uh, so Richard says to this taxi driver, he just didn't want to argue with her anymore. He didn't want to be in the situation anymore. So he's going home. That's what he tells us. So I wonder how much truth is. Yeah. If she did. Cause then there's also 
different people, different things I read had talked about how he found, um, he had found text messages she sent to somebody at the concert, and that yeah, she was texting and band that pissed members them off. and stuff the whole time. He said yeah, so. so um, so the police are at the Richmond International Airport. Actually, they're distributing f- uh, photos of Richard because they, you know, they figure he's probably going to go to this airport, try to fly back yeah. to California. Once they find the bodies and Richard's not there, I mean, he's um, the top suspect. So I don't know exactly how they. I don't know how much they know about him. Like I don't know if they know, because I don't know who would know anything about him. Yeah. Like I mean, I I know that they met him at the door. Well, I'm sure. Like. I can imagine Melly's mom knowing because I mean, if they're letting your daughter, you go would on hope a that she'd have some yeah, info. This, this guy is coming too, and yeah, okay, yeah, you're my, right. I would my, hope she'd have yeah, some info. Probably MySpace, and if they, you know, were on there, got their phones and stuff there at the scene. I mean, I'm sure. So and then like when the cops especially first being came, there six days, the neighbors probably yeah. knew that he was there. And when the I mean, when the cops would've. first came and talked to Richard, he might have said like, "Oh yeah, I'm here from California." Yeah, you know, yeah, uh, whatever. So. But that's where he's at. He's at the Richmond International Airport. They find him sleeping in a chair near baggage claim. Uh, they arrest him without incident. And at first, since he has no prior criminal record and they want to make sure they cover all their bases, uh, they at first only charge him with one count of first-degree murder, robbery, and grand larceny. This is all for uh, Mark. Uh-huh. For stealing Mark's car. His car. Yeah. So he would quickly, though, be charged with six counts of capital murder. Um, and again, all four had been bludgeoned to death. Uh, they were battered so bad that they could not be identified. So for him to say that, like, he knew he used this because he knew it'd be a quick, like, so then he hit him. What? Yeah, it sounds like I can't think times. one hit's gonna make you so disfigured. Unre- yeah, but, yeah, unrecognizable. Um, what a little punk, man! Learn to take rejection. Yeah. What a rookie. So he pleads guilty. Um. He sent he sentenced to four life sentences without the ability to appeal. Uh, so this never even goes to court. He takes the plea deal way. Or, he takes the plea deal early. Um, again, he recorded that video at one point, stating that he might kill himself because he knows he needs to pay for what he did. Um, he he won't fucking kill himself. He's so a, he's a little weakling. The again, I don't know what he thought. Like what if he would have made it back to California? Like. I mean, I assume they would have eventually tracked him down. Oh, yeah. People would have seen him at yeah. the concert. I mean, like I said, Melody's mom, she sounded like she, you know, doesn't mess around, which is awesome. Her, like, right. you know, just never leaving people alone until <laughs> she found out about her daughter. Well, it's kind of crazy that the dad just kind of was like, well, let's drive back to West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, at the, you know, at the very least, like, I'd go to the get a hotel. Yeah, I'd go, go to, like, police. the police then. Uh, So, the local papers, or not local, just, like, the media coverage of this, from almost everything I've found, was like they they focus they laid lasered in on the fact that he was a California rapper. Yeah, the horror call. <laughs> so uh, that that was where most of the media the media attention was placed on the horrorcore music, the imagery, and like you know they of course tried to kind of like see does it is this is it to blame? Uh huh. Um. So. Here's some of the uh, some of the different articles I read where they're talking about it. So like they kind of some of the articles talk about his rapping, and here's some of the lyrics of one of his. All right. Uh, Should I lay down the beat? <laughs> I don't know what. What would a horror? Do you know any horrorcore beats? You're not. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna try to go into it. Okay, so it's uh, you're not the first. 
just to let you know, I've killed many people, and I kill them real slow. <laughs> it's the be- Go on! It's the best feeling, watching their last breath, stabbing and stabbing, till there's nothing left. This is on the track called My Dark Side. Ah. Um, other tracks you recorded. Uh, Psycho Sam, that's my name. Killing fools, that's the game. I say a hip hop. <laughs> uh, other songs by him include Sick in the Brain, I Hate This World, and Up in Flames. Um, he's also, so this dude, he's kind of a real piece of shit. Uh, kind of. He's also shown on his personal website laughing at the gravesite of, of a Marine. And then in one of his raps, he raps about how he defiled the soldier's resting place. Um, he just, how, I, it's cringy as shit. Yeah, uh, cringy, that's a good word for it. One of his song title, one of his songs is titled Murderous Rage. He doesn't know anything. It starts out with the sounds anything. of dragging and dumping a dead body. And then you can hear a car drive off. Uh, and then the, the song goes into the details of getting rid of dead corpses. Uh, he gives a step-by-step timeline of how he would do it, and then raps about driving away and thinking of a getaway plan. Uh, him did it. Okay, what else? On his my something better, like I say. On his MySpace page, yeah, the whole uh, the whole dragging a dead body and dumping uh-huh. in the car, like that's like Eminem's like first album. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure there's people. I'm sure. I mean, Ghetto Boys might have done it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but on his MySpace page, uh, he had a status that read, "I hate everything and everyone." Um, it had a, the page had a lot of satanic symbols and a portrait of him holding an axe. Um, he's got a song called "My Dark Side" where he raps about being sick, twisted, and obscene. So you know he's he's into the lifestyle. He, he likes to party. Um, so yeah, so he's acute or he's uh, convicted and indicted and all this stuff. Uh, four life sentences in prison. Um, for 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 life. <laughs> He, you know, the the main reason he pled guilty is because his lawyer was like, they're going to go after the death penalty. Yeah. And they're going to, like, like they're going to get it. <laughs> so he pled guilty um, to avoid that. Uh, he I was, can't believe he didn't uh, plead insanity. <laughs> with a He's, Z. Yeah. Insanity. <laughs> uh, he was silent after the sentencing was read to the court. Um, when he exited the court, though, he smirked. So, He's a child. I mean, he's 20, but he just saw, oh, man. Yeah. This guy um, punched in the face. So, uh, a statement from the families of uh, uh, the Niederbrocks uh-huh. and Melanie's family Melanie. and, you know, all that. Emma's mom's family, everybody. Uh, the statement read that we are thankful that the trial of the cases is over and that we may now have some degree of closure. While we never forgot our loved ones... Or the circumstances of their deaths, we have to move forward and begin the healing process. Uh, everyone seemed to be pretty okay as far as the families go. Yeah. They seem to be pretty okay with not pushing for the death penalty uh-huh. and letting him plead guilty, just because then yeah. it was he had no chance of ever getting out. Yeah, you know, like so. Uh, I then like just the parents, like you know, they let her do this because they didn't want her to rebel. You know, thinking this would be ah, it's just such a tough. Yeah, like. Well, I mean, they, I mean, the concert went, you know. Yeah. Yeah, like the, Everything. the thing they took her to, it went, you know, whatever. And they probably knew that once she met this boy that <laughs> she probably wouldn't be that enamored they just, with him. They just weren't really on guard enough. 
yeah. the rest of the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, they probably didn't think about it in their own home. Like, let's hide all our blood objects from <laughs> Psycho Sam. Like, they probably thought, you know, if anything was going to happen, it would be at the concert, not yeah. in their own home. Yeah. They probably felt like everybody was safe in their own home. Oh, um. So, yeah. Suck, uh, Psycho Sam. He'll be in prison for I'm gonna, the I'm rest gonna of his life. I'm going to release a diss track where I diss Psycho <laughs> you Sam. You should. You definitely should do I that. Smarsh uh, will, I'll see if Smarsh uh, will get the beat for fuck you. Fuck yeah. So, yeah, man, that's the story of uh, the Farmville murders. Just be Sam. careful when you meet people offline. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think it happens way more now. This was back in, like, still 2009. I've done it, yeah. Like, that was still when. I mean, that one, I kind of met her once in real life, and then we just, like, talked more online than met. But Like I said, I think now, like, you know, your people's presence online is so big yeah. that it's not really the same anymore. But, like, back then, you could kind of, like, stay in your, like, these little hidden pockets and, like, people wouldn't really find out who you really were. Like, you mm-hmm. could easily be, like, whoever you wanted to be. Well, now it's kind of hard not to be... If you're everywhere, if you're on MySpace or uh, Facebook, and yeah. it's hard not to be who you are. Like, not some you of that slip through. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Uh, uh, you got a... After that... Do you got a feel good for us? Yeah, we'll play the music. Oh, yeah, the music. Uh, and it plays. <laughs> Feels good. And we're back. Good running, Bo Jackson. <laughs> I have a uh, headline if I can find it. Shit, where is it? Was that the headline? Shit, where is it? No. God dang it. I hope I didn't delete it. I might have on accident. Um, yeah. Surely I didn't. Well, the feel good right now is watching Joel. <laughs> Panically look through his, Panic. through his phone. <laughs> I wish we had a live camera right now. I'm so glad that we don't. While Joel looks for this, I'll tell you right now, a feel good that's kind of like a feel bad at points. Com- I didn't know Comedy Central was still a thing, but last night Comedy Central had, uh, they put out the documentary on Patrice O'Neill. Uh, it's called Killing is Easy, and I would highly recommend it to all of you uh, if you're into stand-up comedy or whatever. That dude was just on a completely different level. Than most people, there was a lot of stuff in his story that I uh, related to very well. Uh, it's a very sad story, but he's funny. So I mean, there's a lot of laughs while you're watching it. But like, just watching like the stuff with like him hanging out with Jim Norton and Bill Berg, Kevin Hart, um, uh, Robert Kelly, yeah. all these guys, you know, and him just giving each other shit and just like I can't like that would have had to have been such a good like just. To be able to like be a fly on the wall when those dudes were all sitting around just giving each other shit after sets and stuff. Yeah, man. Sets. So it's a really good documentary. Again, like I said, I didn't know Comedy Central was even still a thing. I thought they had died because like, <laughs> I hadn't heard anything about them. So I saw that. That was one last night. They just put it out. Oh, cool. Uh, Killing is easy. So yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, did you find your? <laughs> I did. I found your feel headline. good. All right. I didn't want to read the story. I think I've done this before. I don't want a story to ruin a good headline. Okay. So it's just Pet Rooster reunited with owner after being found in Crackle Barrel parking lot. A pet rooster was reunited (laughs) with its owner after being found in a Cracker Barrel parking lot. Was it trying to commit suicide? Was it like... (laughs) I mean... Served me up with some mashed potatoes and green beans? I like that it knew if it went to the Cracker Barrel... It would eventually find its owner. Yeah, it's like, I, I gotta be where the white people go. That's like it's North Star. <laughs> the Crackle Barrel. 
He used to take me to the Crackle Barrel, and I'd have to sit out in the car when they went in and ate. I wonder if that's what happened. Yeah. Like, did he know about that location? Yeah. Has he How the fuck does a rooster get over? How do you have a pet rooster? Well. I mean, you have a rooster, but it's just weird to see. Like a pet. I, I, when I hear a pet, I think like it's inside. Maybe it was. Oh, cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> you can't do that in the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> do not cock-a-doodle your do while you're in the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Oh, man. Cracker Barrel always has that fun. Uh, they don't now because of COVID. Yeah. But they always have that fun game. It's like a little triangle. Uh-huh, and there's one the, thing missing. Yeah. You jump them. Yeah. It's a good game. My dad used to have one at his house. I used to like do all the time. So like anytime I go to Cracker Barrel with people, I'm just like, watch this. Watch this. Boom, genius. Then you, then you start rapping horror horror. No one's impressed ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, can you just like take our order sir can you just like eat your fucking pancakes <laughs> you're a waiter there my joke oh like you're just a waiter and they're, they're trying to eat and you're like watch this boom yeah 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 country fried steak you're distract you're distracting me remember that performance when you tip <laughs> sir we found the rooster outside <laughs> what kind of uh what's the did he have a collar <laughs> I was like how did they see maybe i should have read this story like what did he have like if lots call freaking buck yeah. at blah 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 <laughs> Well, now I'm going to find the story. They posted on their Facebook page, like the Crackle Barrel manager, like posted about, have you lost your rooster? Well, come on down to I-95 Crackle Barrel. Before we throw up the fryer. Where seniors eat 30% off. Of course, it's in Mississippi. Oh, okay. Um, in my cricket letter, cricket letter, I, cricket letter, cricket letter, I. Okay, so. And so forth. It's been a little bit. It's This was in, uh, when this happened? When this happened? 2021. So this just happened. Oh, okay. I can't believe I deleted the headline. So this was, uh, yeah, this this happened yesterday. This is a story posted yesterday. Uh, but oh, it, I had this like last week. It's been over a little two weeks since Thomas Ramsey of Mississippi was reunited with his missing rooster, Peep. <laughs> so that's a pet. That is a pet rooster. Uh, Ramsey's beloved rooster went missing after he stopped at a Cracker Barrel in Coleman, Alabama for a quick bite to eat on his way home from Tennessee. So he had his rooster so going for tennis. So for obvious reasons, Peep <laughs> couldn't join Ramsey in the restaurant. <laughs> it's my C&I rooster. But when, but when Ramsey came back out of his truck, Peep was nowhere to be found. Oh. Uh, Coleman <laughs> residents eventually joined in the search. Peep! So yeah, so he lost his rooster while he was eating. And they found it and reunited it. So... That is, he's, it's his traveling buddy. That's a good opportunity to like run around like, where's my cock? <laughs> Have you seen my cock? Do you want to? Peep! Oh, it wouldn't be know. the first time in a Mississippi Cracker <laughs> Barrel if they'd heard that. Well, like cock old barrel, huh? 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 Know. You get it? <laughs> get it? Because a cock. It was a rooster at a crackle barrel. All right, that's enough of that. It, do you feel good? <sighs> yeah, that's a good story. Good. I wish I had a pet rooster. That would be pretty neat. I like I had just random like. I wish, like, every week I could have a new random pet and just, like, take it out into the town. Just go My off. heart couldn't take it. Yeah, that'd be, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, I couldn't either. But. That'd be the worst part. And Beasley just watching you with all these, like, <laughs> weekly different pets. He just rolls his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Flavor of the week. <laughs> they will be there for you when you really need them, Josh. Uh, all right. So, again, thank you to Smarsh for the new yeah. intro music. Uh Dig it. Basically, all I told him was, when he asked me what kind of vibe, pretty much all I said was, like, old school Castlevania Nintendo theme, like, uh, music. And he, so... And every time you'd be like, it's perfect, but... It's, it's perfect, man. There's not a thing you could do to it to make it better. But if you wanted but to... But... 
if there was like a different world if i were to say one thing about it which i'm not but if i were to say one thing it would just be that change it all no no it's a song (laughs) it is Is a finger 11 song (laughs) called one thing i think that's a song i think you just stole a song from finger 11 that's what psycho joel does (laughs) or or juggalo Juggalo joel Joel. (laughs) who's your favorite juggalo what's your favorite icp artist um, you like, you, I like the I like the larger, fatter guy. Larger, he seems, fatter he guy. seems like the leader. Okay, that's uh, violent. That's violent J. Yeah, 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 yeah. Us J's got to stick together. I hear you. I hear you. Remember when they fought Vampire? Remember that when they're in WCW? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember? Remember? Shaggy too dope. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, uh, go follow Smarsh on Twitter at the Pyro Steve. Follow us on all the social medias. Uh-huh. You can follow us on. Uh, you can go follow me on. I'm back on the TikTok. Uh, Tell us more, Grandpa. Jameson Back on the TikTok. Follow me at Jameson Tiger. Uh, I'm gonna be. I'll be posting videos. Cool. Probably doing like random bits from when I did stand up. Yeah. Just like re- rehashing those. Uh, but I'll be trying to make some shit and put it on there. It's a good time. Sure. Promote the podcast if I can. Yeah. Uh, maybe one day we'll do a live episode on a boat. Cool. Until then, though, uh, we're gonna be here in the studio. <laughs> my room and <laughs> we'll be back next week with uh another story for you you got anything else before we go nope all right happy <laughs> happy week after valentine's day everybody yeah. kisses and hugs from us both handshakes and other handshakes jobs hand jobs handshakes <laughs> and hand jobs all around bye bye <laughs>